0: Play it now with Game Pass. In to try to close it on a Tuesday. Alvarez launches deep right field, and this one is gone, and the Astros walk them off in Game 1.
1: You're not Alvarez. Are you kidding me?
0: Well, how about that one, everybody? Uh-huh, huh Who would have thunk? With Astros with the rally. The I was outside. Uh, I was grilling because I'm a, a great griller now. And I was outside Brown. grilling, and uh, Jordan came up, and I'm at the grill, and I'm and Jilly's inside watching, and, and I hear, oh, my God, I think he did it.
1: That wasn't and, I think. I was like, oh, my God, he did it because there was no doubt that ball was gone.
0: So, uh, wow, what a ball game, huh? What a ball game. It's postseason baseball in the H again, baby. Drama, 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 drama.
1: Nothing gets the blood flowing quite like the postseason baseball.
0: Man, I am all jacked up watching that. And you know, here's, here's what fascinated me. There's so many fascinating things about that game, and obviously it culminates in this great, iconic moment that will live forever when you think of great postseason moments and Chris Burke and 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 the the Bregman hit in Game 5, or there were a ton of big moments in that Game 5, but you think of all these iconic moments, or Lance throwing all the curveballs, or whatever it is. All the great moments, the Berkman home run uh, that should have, could have been a big one, but then Pujols hit the home All these great moments. When you really look back and think about them, we've got an iconic moment right here. An iconic moment, a walk-off, home run, park amazing stuff great moments unbelievable man just just really an iconic moment in houston and but when i think back on this game And we were kind of in and out on it throughout the day. Like I'd go drive somewhere, like I had to go get some gas, came back, watched some more of it, kind of off and on. I mean, early on, the Verlandi man. What's interesting about some of the most iconic games we've seen in this epic postseason run for the Astros, Yeah. one of the most iconic things or one of the more fascinating things about these games is some of the more iconic games were ones that started with really crappy pitching.
1: They get down from big, people who yeah. shouldn't
0: have pitched crappy like the thumb being terrible before the thumb was terrible. You know, because remember it that, that that epic game 5 in 2017, it was the thumb versus uh Clayton Kershaw.
1: And at the time I think Keigel was the ace heading into that. I think Verlander was the number two.
0: Well well and well obviously you knew that Verlander shouldn't would end up being the best.
1: Yeah. But like But in that going run. into
0: but going into that run before they picked up Verlander Keuchel was the best you had. It was Keuchel who, at the, around the deadline, was pissed that they didn't get any help, and then they eventually went out and got Verlander. But like that game started out with shitty pitching, and it came down to just having to peck away. And that game, it was it was iconic for many reasons. But every time they'd get down, there'd be a big hit. Yuli would get a big hit. And by the way, Yuli's remembered how to hit now. I guess we can start calling it playoff Yuli. Playoff Yuli. Because during the, yeah. the whole regular season, he stunk for the most part, been relegated to kind of a singles hitter you can still pop a double, but power-wise he wasn't there. Bam, couple hits and a home run uh, in this one. But, like, you look back on that game and you go, yeah, that was one where starting pitching let you down. Like, this game went exactly opposite of how any expert would have picked it. If you looked at the line going in, the over-under was six and a half. It was anticipated that you'd get a classic Verlander, low-scoring, seven innings, one run, and it turns out Verlander just gets obliterated, and you get a ton of runs in this game, right? You get 15 runs in this game game as opposed to the over under of six and a half it was totally different than you thought and the astros were mega favorites in this game and up until the last pitch of the game it looked like they were probably going to lose but one of the things that stands out about like again you look at this run from 17 to now and you look back on the iconic games they kind of have a flow like this. They're down. You get a a, a a starting pitcher that should be better than he is, and you just kind of gradually peck away. And that was this game. You know, you fall down early, but you cut it to four to two. Then they come back, make it six to two, and you're like, well, shit. Then they make it six to three. Then they make it seven to three, and you think, well, shit. But then Bregman, who's been so much better in the back half of the season, he's kind of found it. He seems healthier. And Bregman comes up and hits a home run, which at the time you're like, hey, that's great at 7 to 5 but we still got a long way to go.
1: Sounds better, yeah.
0: But it but it it it, it cuts it to 2. But here's the most important part of this game. First of all, the bullpen basically keeping it where it was. Like Verlander stunk. You're going to give up runs when the bullpen's throwing for four and a half innings, whatever it was. You're probably going to give up runs. You keep it within reach because they were clubbing early in the game. Like, I mean, everybody was teeing off on Verlander. So an important factor in this is the bullpen keeps it within range, right? Like seven to three for a team like the Astros is within range. So that's big. But tell me this. First of all, Hensley with a graded bat in the yeah. ninth was huge. Working a walk, technically hit by pitch. But, I mean, a graded bat. But when whenever Pena came to the plate, you and I were sitting there, and I said, listen, tell me that not every Astros fan in the world right now isn't wishing that Carlos Correa were sitting here. Like, this is that moment where you would feel if Correa were coming up, despite all the stuff, regular season, whatever. Postseason, when Correa would come up, you felt like there was a chance for something huge, in particular in the divisional round. Like, that's where he would kind of, like, have a lot of big moments, in divisional round, NLC, the ALCS. I believe what? you
1: called this at-bat poetic.
0: I, I did. So, in the moment, as I sat there, because all year that was one of the main storylines surrounding the Astros, was... Is Jeremy Pena going to be able to do for you what Carlos Correa has proven he can do for you? Which is, he's never going to be A-Rod, regular season, 60 home run guy, right? He's never going to be that. He's never going to be what people sold you he would be. But you know that in the playoffs, he'll be almost impeccable defensively, and if there's a clutch spot, he will nut up. Here's reality. He nutted up when a lot of dudes didn't nut up during the scandal, during the cheating, all that shit. He nutted up, let his balls hang while well, everybody else kind of cowered and they were neutered. He said, let's fucking go. What are they going to say now? He was the dude. So when that moment comes up, you're thinking, shit, man, if Carl, this is like the first time you're really missing Correa. Because during the regular season, none of those games really mattered for the last half of the year. You knew you won the division. There wasn't a ton of drama, right? In that moment, you're thinking to yourself, All right, well, what's going to happen here? This would be great if Carlos Correa were here. If Carlos Correa were here right now, in this moment, this would be like you would feel better than Jeremy Pena. And what does Jeremy Pena do? He comes up and I say, this is really poetic. Like considering that all year, this was arguably one of the top two or three storylines with the team is the Correa angle. And you go, boy, this is poetic. First playoff game ever for Jeremy Pena, and he's coming up with two outs and a chance to tie the game with a home run or at least extend the game uh, by getting on base in a two-run game. And how poetic is this? Very poetic. And of course, he goes up and falls behind, works a killer at bat, and then lines a hit into center. Right there, it sets the table. Like those at bats, Hensley. We're talking no, like Hensley's really a no-name guy at this point. Pena is a name because he's the guy that replaced the name. But these are two guys who are not Yuli. This is not Bregman. This is not Altuve, who got out in the ninth. This is not these guys, Kyle Tucker, who for you know five years has been the biggest like untouchable piece. It's none of those guys. It's Jeremy Pena, who also in this game, you talk about keeping the game where it was, made a couple of really big plays in the field. His glove is there. He turned that double play to get Verlander out of what I think was the second inning. A hell of a pick. If that gets by him, they're probably scoring a couple more. And uh, they're able to, to get out of that. Then he makes a nice play on a uh, caught stealing. I think that was in the eighth. and makes a nice play there. Glove was great. And then he comes up and gets the clutch hit. Like, that's poetry. That is poetic. And I rip on baseball a lot because regular season baseball is boring and slow and the season's too long. But in the postseason, when it's under the microscope, when it's mano-a-mano, mono, when the storylines come to a head, when it's, wow, this guy replaced Carlos Correa, a guy who's gotten big hit after big hit in the postseason. He replaced this guy. Now he's got the opportunity. It was a poetic moment. And he gets the big knock that extends it.
1: And a lot of people will forget that. Like, that'll be very much overlooked, I think, because, like, your Don's moment was just so big. Like, you said, it was iconic, like, legendary. I
0: will make it a point to not let that be forgotten. But that's- I will make it a point. I will I refuse to let the at-bat from Jeremy Pena be forgotten. Like, because I love those kind of things. Let me give you an example that none of you will know. Not one person listening to this will know about this moment. But in 2011, the Cardinals won the World Series. And they were down to their last four games of the year. And it was a Sunday afternoon. They were playing the Cubs at Wrigley. And if they lose the game, they're eliminated. They're tra- they, in 2011, they were chasing Atlanta for the wild card. And they had that epic September. If they lose this game, they're done. And uh, they had a three-game series coming up with the Astros. The Astros were tanking at the time, so you knew they were probably going to win some of those games. They had to beat the Cubs to stay alive, what it came down to. And my man Ryan Theriault had an at bat where he worked a walk, and I believe that walk walked in the tying run. If he doesn't have that epic at bat, there is no go to the playoffs, win in the first round, go to the LCS, go to the World Series, and win it against the Rangers. That well, doesn't what's exist. What's
1: funny about that moment is I don't think Theriault even remembers it.
0: No, because the guy's in it never will. Like, <laughs> like, like, like here's the thing. Like you
1: asked him about that when we were hanging out with Matt one day, and he's like, what?
0: Yeah, he doesn't remember it. Now, there's some guys that remember everything. Like, if we talk to Berkman, Berkman remembers every moment and everybody's big moments. I like, you should get
1: Lance on the pod. I think I need
0: to yeah, and talk to Lance. But, like, he remembers everyone's moments in the pitch. Uh, like, Terrio's a flighty guy, so he just doesn't remember a lot of shit. That's just who he is. But I remember those things, and they, they will stick out. Big clutch at bats. Everybody remembers the big hit. Everybody remembers the big moment. Everybody remembers that Jordan hits the home run, and he deserves that because he just launched a fucking 440-foot missile into the upper deck in right field that won the game. You shouldn't forget that. But I'm going to make it a point and a mission to make sure that people do not forget the two gigantic at-bats in that inning. If those, innings, if those at-bats don't happen, there is no Jordan, there is no walk-off, there is no one-nothing that's gigantic, and considering it's a first playoff appearance for those guys, considering the pressure, that's like, I, I doubt it's going through his mind at that moment, but the pressure is, you're the guy replacing Correa. Is Correa like an all-time legend for the franchise? Probably not, but he's a pretty big part of it, and he was in his prime when he left, and uh, and you know he walked away. So it's a story, and to walk away and make room for Jeremy Pena, and Pena gets that opportunity and works an incredible at bat. That cannot be forgotten. We took it
1: all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs.
0: We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become?
1: Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2.
0: Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Do you think Correa's watching that like, oh, come on, don't get this
0: hit? 100%. 100%. I would. I mean, like my ass would be sitting back there, strike the fuck out, motherfucker. But I'm a bitter, horrible person. Right. As we've discussed, I am like Charlie Brown. Like that is who I am. Like although Charlie Brown's actually a decent person at heart that roots for good for people and just hates himself. Yeah, I hate myself and other people. So I'm a, like, I'm a more hardcore. Like if Charlie Brown were a junkie, hmm. I'm like junkie Charlie Brown. But like I guarantee, because he's doing TV stuff, I believe for like TBS or Fox or one is, of them. Yeah. and I guarantee he's sitting there in that moment. You don't want to be forgotten. That's That's human nature. That's a human nature moment where you're like, "Shit, this would have been me." I mean, I mean, obviously the 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 spot in the lineup could have been different, whatever. But this would have been me. This is the guy who replaced me, and it it would just be human nature to not want him to get ahead. I wouldn't, because you want people to think, "God, I miss this fucking guy." And remember, Correa is still trying to get paid. Yeah, you know. So, like, eh, not that he would come back to Houston or they would want him back or they'd pay for him. But if you're sitting there in that studio and you're watching that moment, of course, 100% you're sitting there going, eh, don't get ahead. Strike out so people, like me, again, I'm a sicko. But me, I'd be like, go up there and strike out so people on Twitter will say, God, we really miss Carlos Correa. Right. And, and you know publicly, they would.
1: And publicly, he'll be like, oh, yeah, go Astros, you know, because he's got his buddies on that Correct. team. Correct. You know, oh, and I bet and I bet that know. he loves
0: those guys. Like, you... I bet that he wants them to succeed. But I think as on an individual level.
1: In that spot.
0: He yes. wanted him to fail. I he know. has to. And I don't even blame I him for either. that. Like, like, again, we're saying this like we know it for a fact. We don't. But. I, in that moment, if it were me, and again, I'm a fucked up individual. I like, I just, I am, I've discovered that the more I think about it, the more fucked up I am. I probably need to go to therapy. I am a, I am a fucked up soul. But in that moment, it would be almost impossible to not look back on the five years you were in the playoffs with the Astros or six, whatever it was, the years you were in the playoffs with the Astros and know that you got so many big hits and this is the new you, you know what it's like? And maybe this is not the perfect comparison, but in Boogie Nights, Dirk uh, Diggler, you know, Marky Mark, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. He is like the, the new cock of the walk, no pun intended, but he's the new cock of the walk, the new young stud in town, and then they find him, you know, at the at the restaurant, they look at his hog, he bangs roller girl, they start putting him in pornos, and he starts winning porno awards and shit, and he's like the big shit, and then as he becomes more popular, he starts doing more blow, you see, and then before you know it, he's not the big shit on, on campus anymore, his dick's flaccid, because he's got coke dick, and then he ends up having to falling out with Jack Horner, because there's some new young stud, Johnny Doe, or whatever the fuck is name was. And like that guy was the one fucking everybody. And Johnny Doe uh, and, uh, and Dirk Diggler gets jealous of this Johnny Doe and then like kind of falls off the fucking deep in And before you know it, he's like jerking off for $5 in his car for some dude that beats the shit out of him. Is it a perfect apples to apples comparison? No, but I imagine that there's a part of Carlos Correa who watches that hit go down and he's starting to get pissed off and he might be jerking off for some dude in his car for $5. Again, not apples to apples, but. and I respect that it's not apples to apples. However, I think it would, be na- it would just be it's natural. I, I just think that's how people are. You know, you might say, oh, boy, you're bitter. Yeah, it's easy to get bitter. And by the way, an important factor of the Korea thing we didn't factor in here is that Korea left for, you know, more money, whatever, greener pastures. Guess whose team fell off a fucking cliff in September and didn't make the playoffs? In Basically,
1: a really shitty division. In an
0: awful division where you had no business not making the playoffs. I mean, they they finished behind the White Sox. Yeah. They fell off so far. Over the last month and a half of the year, they were a disgrace. So he, that's why he's calling these games or, uh, you know, commentating on these games in the studio. This fucking team got worked. And they're out. So, of course, there's a bitterness there, too. What would you rather be doing? Sitting on your, your ass in a studio with with Pedro Martinez or whoever he's in there with? Or getting the clutch hit that sets up uh, the uh, Jordan Alvarez bomb that becomes an iconic moment in Astros history? I think you'd rather be on the field.
1: You know, I feel like this is my next question for you. Yep. Does this just suck the soul out of the Mariners? What?
0: Like, they're done.
1: Are we looking at a sweep now?
0: Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example of a series that was early in the series where something like that happened and someone bounced back. That's game one. That's on the road. That's against a Hall of Famer. You got a good start out of your young dude. You got a lot of run support for him. But your young dude goes out and throws it well enough uh, through five and a third. You're on the road. Verlander is the best pitcher of this generation, arguably, and you fucked him up. Like, you took him behind the woodshed and said, I mean, he was just crushed to go out and lose that game after being up, what was it, 4 nothing, 4-2, 5-3, 6-3, 7-3. So after being up 7-3 in, what, the eighth inning, to lose that game, is soul crushing, well,
1: it's kind of like what they did to the the Blue Jays the other day, very similar,
0: yeah, but that wasn't a clincher, correct, or was that yeah. the, that was in, so that, that was one actually won the series. yeah, so you're asking if they're done so yeah for I think, I and, think and I'm ironers. trying to think of an example of you know a series situation where a team came out in game one and did everything right in an upset fashion and somehow blew that game. and i'm I can't think like it would be like if the Phillies actually would have blown that game today. They didn't. They hung on seven to six. But if they would have blown it, it would have been similar. Like, I don't know how you rebound from that. And I get, hey, they're pros and you rebound. I get all that shit. Fine. I don't
1: know. I think we might, and I don't want to curse it, but I think the Strohs might win this three nothing now.
0: I think there's a good chance. You
1: got Fromberg going Thursday, <laughs> which, by the way, it's stupid. There's a day off now? Like, what is this?
0: Yeah, I don't like this new playoff I don't playoff like it shit. either. There's, I, w- I want to watch baseball tomorrow. There's, there should be a damn day off after, you know, for travel, yeah. and that's it. Put, get I get put it some goddamn baseball.
1: They don't want to have all four games every day. So now they're breaking it up in the NLs tomorrow and the AL, you know, whatever. Yep. But yeah, so you got Fromberg going Thursday. Yep. And then you got Lance in Seattle.
0: Yep. I bet now no, no, a sub question. Do we believe that Sassy Lance was excited to see Verlander get lit up? I
1: told you I should have been the ace going into this. I should have been your game one
0: <laughs> starter, guys. Told you, Sassy Lance was probably like, "Yeah, fuck you, old man. This is my goddamn team now. Get Fucking the fuck Sassy out of here, Lance. you old bastard." And it's a
1: division rival, like you know, you own the Mariners. Like, yeah, I think they're done. And I
0: think the Mariners know that too. After today, I don't know. Now, I don't know how you bounce what back. It was
1: like that stretch in the season. Remember, it was like Seattle's World Series. You got 12 games coming up against. I think the it Astros. was seven. I think it was
0: seven of the ten seven games. 10. were against the Astros, and, and I think lost they them lost all. <laughs> yes. Did they lose them all or six? Was they it... may
1: have won one, but I'm, I don't know. They may have lost them all.
0: That was spectacular. And this was your moment. I, again, I'm trying to think, and I don't know every series that's ever happened, but I'm trying to think of a series where a team had a big lead in game one in an underdog role kind of on the road and a big lead. We're talking four runs in the latter third of the game. That's a big lead. And they blow it. And then do they recover and do anything in the series? Like, I can think of examples of games that were big leads for teams later in the series. Like, we talked about it with Game 5 with the Dodgers. You know, the Astros were down big in the first inning. They were down, you know, medium in the middle part. And they kept rallying. One that I kind of likened it to when it comes to just chipping away. And again, a game that no one's going to remember, but this is my Cardinal fandom. But in 2012, there was a Game 5 in the first round against uh, the Nationals. Cardinals played the Nationals. It was a divisional series. So game five, the, the the clincher, and they were playing in Washington. Adam Wainwright started, and Waino gives up six runs, I think, in the first, like, two innings. And it's like, well, shit, that's over. And, like, gradually, like, the first run or two scores to make it six to two, whatever. And you're like, oh, whatever, that's cute, fine, but they're still not going to rally. Then, somewhere in the middle, they pick up a little cheap run here and there at six to three, a little cheap run here at six to four. And before you know it, you allow it to become a ball game. And then they score three runs in the ninth or four runs in the ninth, whatever it is, and come back and win. And it reminded me of that to a degree. You just kind of hang on. Hold on for as long as you can. You don't let it get totally out of hand. They never let it get to a point where it got to nine to three or whatever. They kept it within reach. You get the big like I, what I love about the this type of game is you can go back and look at so many big moments. Again, playoff baseball, you can do this. Regular season, who gives a fuck, right? There's 162 games. We're talking about your 162 game season coming down to th- three ball games that you have to win, or you're out. So you can look at every pitch and every moment and go, wow, that turned the game. The Pena double play, they were in a little bit of trouble again there, and to, to make the scoop, the pick that he made, and turn the double play that he turned was gigantic. That's a huge moment. Bregman, you're down by four runs. You can go, shit, we'll get them tomorrow. What in our day? Eighth inning. Bam. It's a home run. All of a sudden, it's 7-5, to five and you're a bloop and a blast away from a tie. It's just little things like that. Getting oh, Go back to... um. Was it the second inning when um, you could tell the, that Seattle was really feeling it? They're, they're like, fuck, these guys were kicking their ass. Yep. And it was the two-out hit. Yordan just delivers a strike to home to nail the runner. Now, I don't. I think a bad throw would have gotten him because it was just a bad decision to run, but it was your typical kind of two-outs, you know, let's just try it and see what happens. But, like, that moment, that they, that saves a run. If he, if he just kind of half-asses it and airmails it and they score, that's a fifth run. Again, these little things add up you know getting the you know catching the runner uh, Vasquez nailing the runner at second great pick on that play again by Payne, a huge game just little things that are the difference in winning and losing in the postseason you know being able to move runners over is a huge thing like that maybe that wasn't a case today but we go back to the you, you and I were talking about how there were no big moments in really in the Cardinals Phillies series yeah you know what the Phillies did today. The Phillies early in the game thinking that it was going to be a game that was low scoring, I assume, and it obviously wasn't. At one point in the game, they had Bryce Harper bunting to move a runner over. Now, I didn't see it, so it could have been trying to bunt for a hit and it turned into a sacrifice. But either way, that's Bryce Harper, a guy who's capable of hitting 40 bombs a year, and they had him bunting. So, why does that matter? It matters because those little things in the playoffs matter. The reason why the the Phillies were able to beat the Cardinals, Cardinals didn't get a big hit. Just the, the big hit eluded them for the most part, and they did a couple little things well. They moved runners over. Things that aren't sexy and things that are boring to a lot of people. And if you want me to wax poetic about what good baseball is, it's it's taking extra bases. Like little things like that, moving runners over. You know, the early in the um It was early in the Cardinals uh, game two, and I'm not trying to make this a Cardinals show, but early in game two against the Phillies, they get a leadoff double. It was from Newt Bar. First batter of the game, ropes a double. He's hyped up, crowds into it. The runner never fucking gets to third. They can't move him over. And the, the name of the game, in particular in the playoffs, is get him on, get him over, get him in, to use all the cliches. They never got him over, and they certainly never got him in. So it's those little tiny things, being able to take an extra base, stealing a base, little things, stopping them from stealing bases, little things like that that are the difference when it comes to postseason baseball. And when you like the anatomy of a comeback, like you witnessed it today, it's don't let it get out of hand. Like just, and this, this is the anatomy of a comeback. According to Josh Ennis, <laughs> don't let it get out of hand. And it never did when it was for nothing you club a home run, Yordan does, or not Yordan, but Yuli. Uh, it's four to, well, actually, it didn't go that way. There was a home run in there, and then there was the Yordan the hit off the wall that scored. So in that one, you score two runs and you're back in the game. It doesn't get out of hand. It gets to six to two. Four runs is still one swing can tie it for you. Yes. The key is keeping it in that four run range, and you never know. But when it got to four, it never got past four. And when it got to four, you found a way to peck away late and got great at bats and so much that. the anatomy of a comeback is so fascinating to me because it's very easy to just say, fuck it. It's, you know, I'll go less miles on you. It was very easy to say that it was their fricking night. We didn't do it. But that's what it was. You, after that first inning, you've got Justin fucking Verlander on the mound. The greatest pitcher of the last 20 years, arguably. First ballot Hall of Famer, Cy Young Awards, all this shit. One of the few fucking bulldogs left in the game. And what does he fucking do? He fucking sucks. It was very easy to say, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But they didn't. And again, that's part of that is being there. And I don't, again, I'm not trying to go so cliche and say obvious shit. But part of it is being there. a lot of those guys on that roster, I mean you look at the lineup, Yuli, Bregman, uh, 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 uh yeah they know the little know fella Altuve they know four or five of those guys that are on that roster in the in the lineup have been there before and they've seen oh game five 2017, like Altuve and Bregman. oh game five, yeah, we were down what were they four nothing in the first inning fuck it we got this like that's important. That is big, man, and to not let the game get out of hand because it's easy. They could have just said, fuck it. Let's throw someone out there. Let's get through it, and we'll regroup tomorrow, but they didn't, and that's impressive to me. Like That is big. That's how you win games. That's how you win series and how you go to the World Series. That's how you win championships, so it was fucking impressive, man. Awesome. I get it. It's only game one. I I, I believe this series is over, and maybe I'm overreacting. But it's hard for me to see a team melt down the way they didn't lose. And not just lose by blowing the lead. Like if they would have blown the lead and lost in the bottom of the eighth, you know, that'd be one thing. But like, no, oh, this... the Astros scored four in the bottom of the eighth and one. This is soul crushing oh, fashion. It's walk-off. Yeah. It's you know, you see your little fans there with their little sand uh, the little signs that say, like, we love chaos or whatever. Yeah, and the and shoes it, on their heads. And you're thinking this is it. We're gonna be up one-nothing. Maybe we've exercised the fucking demons with the Astros, and then they rip your fucking hard out. It, now again this isn't a walk off or series ending moment, but before the Red Sox became, you know, a team that won three titles, I guess it would be in the last 20 years. Before the Red Sox became that, the Red Sox always found epic ways to lose to the Yankees. So when you saw like Aaron Boone launch a home run to walk off and send the Astro or the uh, Yankees to the World Series, like that's what would happen to the Red Sox, right? Like they're just snake bit, they're shit on. That's it. And some moments, you just it's hard to recover from them. And I don't know that you do. And I'm still trying to find an example of a team in a series, whether it's basketball. I mean, the only sports where there are series are hockey, basketball, and baseball, where a team blows something, and then the next day they come out. Well, I'll give you this. And this is a negative. And I'm not trying to like hype up you know, the Mariners here. But remember... When the Astros blew it to the Cardinals in 05, in Game 5, when Pujols came up and they got the, I think the, the order of events was, I think like a, like a little dribbler uh, off the bat of Eckstein, and then I want to say a walk to Jimmy Edmonds, and then Albert Pujols came up and hit one to the moon. That made the series 3-2, and it was going back to St. Louis, and I mean, that was blown in epic fashion. because think about it, the Astros had never been to the World Series, the Astros sold out crowd fucking presidents are there, Nolan Ryan sitting behind home plate. It's a huge moment. And Pujols launches that homer off the fucking window and you see Andy petted in the dugout going, oh my God. And like like you're thinking, holy shit, they are deflated. And that was going back to St. Louis, mind you, in a ballpark that was going to see like the, 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 if the Cardinals lost, it was going to shut down the ballpark. They were tearing it down and you're thinking, oh shit, it's going back to St. Louis. Here we fucking go. They are dejected. They are demoralized. Will they rebound? And they did. So it's possible. Like that's the closest thing I can think at least off the top of my head right now. But I think that was demoralizing. Like, I think that's like, yeah, you're fucked. Especially for a team that's never been there before. Like, if that would have happened to the Astros, if it were reversed, I'd go, okay, but the Astros have been there. Like, they're adults, they're a mature team that's led by dudes who are now in their fifth or sixth playoff in a row. Like, they get it. Those dudes on the other side, those aren't, you know, playoff tested dudes. The the Mariners as a franchise haven't been in the postseason in 20 years. Now, I know some of their guys have, but that's like, that's demoralizing. A veteran team could do it. I don't think that team's going to do it. So, I, I mean, what a fucking game. Go, go, Astros. Let's go. Astros. I'm all psyched up. Here come the Astros burning with desire. Now we wait till Thursday. Yep. Darn. <laughs> that Here sucks. The Astro, I know. Saturday. Then to try to close it on a Tuesday. Alvarez launches deep right field And this one is gone And the Astros
1: walk him off in game one You're not Alvarez
0: Are you kidding me? What a moment! And then
1: after Thursday, you gotta wait till Saturday.
0: Yeah, it's stupid.
1: What is this? I don't like it.
0: Bullshit is what it is. Bullshit is what it is.
1: I don't get a day off between every game?
0: I don't. I just want you to play try. off baseball. Now I'm all, I'm all juiced. Now I'm ready to go. All right, uh, but anyway, appreciate you guys. Tell your friends, and uh, we'll do some. I'll we'll probably do something in the morning, and by the morning, I mean uh, what's tomorrow, Wednesday. So I'll do another thing tomorrow morning when I get to the radio station. You guys are awesome. We'll see you later. Here come the Astros with winning on their mind.